everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and apparently sometimes dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And after a week of promise and of talent on showcase at the Conference USA tournament in Frisco, Texas, both the Bulldogs and Lady Texters fell short in the finals of both of their brackets, meaning that neither team will be heading to the NCAA region. Olds regionals is that what they're called in basketball no, i guess it's, it's just the field of 64 or whatever yeah yeah there Not are great. regions that's probably what you're thinking but yeah um yeah i mean you know speaking as as the person who was there on saturday uh still hurts man we're recording this about 24 23 hours after tech lost uh the men's game and uh yeah just couldn't overcome one of our worst shooting performances of the season from beyond the arc, if not the worst, pretty bad. And yeah, we'll, we'll get into specifics and everything later, but I mean, yeah, it's just, it it just hurts to, to not, to come that close in both, you know, both uh, men's and women's and not come away with the trophy in either one. Yeah. Well, this whole show is going to be about the entire tournament. So not just the final games. And I mean, there was some good basketball being played throughout the week. Oh yeah. Uh, and Evan, you were there for a lot of it. What was that vibe like in Frisco at the star as someone who's never been to that part of the DFW? Yeah. Uh, so this tournament gets a lot of like shit on Twitter. Like there's, you know, the CUSA curtain account and like people make fun of it and stuff. This tournament was fucking awesome, dude. Like it, it was so cool. Like the star is, it's a weird venue for basketball. Like, don't get me wrong. It's a football stadium, but there's a big curtain in the middle. and I mean, it. there were good crowds for every game that I went to. You know, there's stu- there's like bars right outside the stadium. So like if you, you know, if your your game ends or your game's not starting for a little while, you go chill at the bar, watch some TV. Like it's a really good setup. Like I don't understand all the hate that it gets. And honestly, to me, it makes a lot more sense to have it at a neutral site like this than like at Bartow Arena, for example, or at U- uh, UTEP or whatever. Right. Like, yeah. I think some of that hate's just based off of where the location was picked and the fact it's been there so many years in a row. If you're Old Dominion, you have to keep traveling down to DFW every time. Then I can see that getting a little old. At the same time, this conference is so spread out, there's no real neutral site. Right. (laughs) There's not a major city between everything that we could use their facilities for. Yeah, I, I hope Old Dominion enjoys traveling to the sunny beaches of Pensacola, Florida for the Sunbelt Conference Championship yeah. next year. But um, DFW is super easy to travel to for anybody. I mean, it's like one of the major airport hubs in the country. Like, I, I don't know. It's obviously convenient for me, so please keep it here forever. But, you know, I, I don't I don't get all of the hate. And I guess I understand if you're a Western Kentucky fan, like you'd rather it be in Nashville once in a while or something, right? Like that makes sense. But at the same time, like again, DFW is pretty easy to travel to if you want to. So yeah, I mean the vibe for the whole tournament was, you know, everything was going pretty well until Saturday. So why don't we jump in and talk about some of these games? Because, uh, you know, obviously you had to be playing really great basketball to make it to Saturday in uh, both the men's and women's bracket. And the men had to start a day early, too, because as a three seed, they had to play on Wednesday against Marshall, a game that tipped around 8 p.m. Central Time at the Star. After all year starting off very slowly, 
The Bulldogs start off the Kusa tournament by not starting off as slowly, scoring nine points in the first three minutes, but then they immediately cool off, taking four minutes to score four more points. The Herd at this point now lead 19 to 13, but then they go cold themselves. Both teams go hot and cold back and forth for the rest of the half, and at intermission, the Bulldogs lead 37 to 32. The Bulldogs quickly expand their lead to eight, but then a five-minute scoring drought by Tech allows Marshall to get within one point. Junior, who had three fouls at this point in the game, he comes back off the bench because Tech needed him, and immediately the Bulldogs rattle off a, an 11-0 run. Now it's 55-43 Bulldogs, 10 minutes remaining. So 12-point lead, they're going to blow it, right? Instead, it was pretty smooth sailing. Tech kept things from getting interesting by hitting free throws down the stretch and tech advances with a 77 to 67 victory over the Marshall thundering herd. Yeah, I was at this game and honestly, I'm trying to remember anything that stands out from it. It's kind of, it's kind of hard with the amount of basketball that I watched this past uh, few days, but Lofton had 21 points and nine rebounds in this game. You know, Keaston Willis had 18 points hit just two three pointers, but um, we were taking advantage of some uh, doubling of Lofton and finding the open guy, you know, cutting to the lane, which we've seen at times this season, but not super consistent. So it was nice to see, you know, to see that come to fruition in March when it matters. And yeah, I mean, just survive in advance. We shot 51% from the field. So that's that's pretty good. <laughs> you know, uh, Marshall held Marshall to 38% from the field. Yeah, I mean, the real key to this game, I think, was the points in the paint. 42 points scored down low at the bucket uh junior and also kenny hunter contributing a lot to that and what that really meant is on two point shots tech shot 58 percent because they were able to get to the paint and to the bucket so often and that was really the big difference here wasn't three-point shooting it didn't really matter if keiston willis was hot or not in this particular game because tech could drive to the bucket get shots up and they more often than not fell And that's one of the huge reasons why the Bulldogs were able to escape possibly a trap game against Marshall. Yeah. Matt, did you get to watch any of this game? Uh, Not too much of the Marshall game. Uh, I think you said 42 points of paint. Pretty ridiculous. Yeah, whenever whenever half your points are in the paint, my God, pretty dominant. Yeah, so that meant the Bulldogs advanced to the quarterfinals where they would play Western Kentucky. But first, earlier that day, before the Bulldogs take on the Hilltoppers, the Lady Texters... Based off against UAB for the second time in a row, because that's how they ended their regular season was against the Blazers. And now here they go facing off against UAB after UAB won in their opening round matchup to face the Louisiana Tech Lady Texters. Uh, that game to end the regular season, we talked about it last week about how excited we were to hopefully play UAB again because we just demolished them in that regular season finale. This game wasn't as much of a runaway as the previous one was. UAB stuck around in this game, but after outscoring UAB by five in the first quarter and four in the second quarter, UAB kind of rattled off a little bit in the third quarter, uh, gaining four of those points back. So the lead was only five at the end of the third quarter. Back and forth again through the fourth quarter, UAB just never going away. Louisiana Tech outscoring them by one in the fourth quarter to end up with that six point point differential to win by six. But this game could have gone either way for a lot of it. We talked about how hard it is to be at a team three times in a row, and Tech had beaten UAB twice already on the season, so they almost proved that logic to us before we even got to see the men play North Texas. 
Yeah, I mean, really, from this game, I, I this is the only day of the tournament I missed Thursday. So Keanu Walker had 29 points and just three rebounds, but 29 points was enough to to do it. You also got some depth scoring. There are um, seven players on the box score with points, which is nice to see. You know, when normally we're kind of used to Walker and, and Roberson scoring all the points, but Roberson only had six points and 10 rebounds in this game. You know, had a little bit of a cold uh, streak in this one, shooting three for 11 from the field. But ultimately, it was enough. Uh, the Blazers, I don't think, ever led. They may they may have started. I didn't look at the first quarter. Yeah, they led two to one at one point. <laughs> but um, <laughs> That counts, I guess. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, it was pretty much at least a five-point lead the whole game. They got to within three a couple times in the fourth quarter. But, you know, Tech was able to sh- to hit their free throws going down the stretch and, um, you know, close it out 71 65 to move on to the semifinals where they would take on middle Tennessee. And one more thing before moving on from this game, this was Brooke stars, 100th win as head coach of the lady texters. So after this game, she was moved up to third all time and winning as lady texters coach surpassing Teresa Witherspoon, which I feel like is, I mean, we've o- we only had like the two coaches during the dynasty run, so like no one's ever going to catch Leon Barmore, right? Like, yeah, but, probably not. Yeah, unless somebody's coach here for like thirty years. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> or they they expand the season by fifty games a year. Yeah, go well, full shoot, baseball even in, in Barmore's tenure. I mean, and in Sonia Hogg's tenure, like they were playing forty games a year. Like one year we went like thirty five and zero. Yeah. So. Um, I think they even played more games back back in those days. But yeah, so I said the the Texters would move on to play Middle Tennessee. That's on Friday night. And before that, we've got the Thursday night game, the Bulldogs versus the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, right? Yeah. And that first game for the Bulldogs against Marshall, we talked about how there wasn't that much of a slow start that we kind of tend to expect from this Louisiana Tech men's basketball team. But it was nowhere to be seen at all in this matchup against Western Kentucky. Tech opens the game on a 15 to 4 run and then later expands that lead to 14, making the score 28 to 14 with 18 minutes left before the half. Everything is going the Bulldogs' way, but Tech would only hit two more field goals before we hit the halftime intermission. Turnovers, especially, and also some poor shot selection allow Western Kentucky to come roaring back, turning a 14-point Tech lead into a three-point lead by halftime, 36-33 to Tech. Neither team was able to start the second half hot, per se, but the Hilltoppers do tie the game with 16 minutes left and then go on to take a three-point lead with four minutes left, 57-54. to Right here, the Western Kentucky offense would go ice cold. They took four more shots from the field after this after that point where they're leading by three with four minutes left. They miss all four of their field goals. They take three more foul shots after this period where they lead by three with four minutes left. They miss all three of their free throws. Tech also struggled to increase their score, but a two-point jumper by Keiston Willis, some bully ball by Junior Lofton with a layup with 24 seconds left and a foul shot to increase that lead to a two-point lead on the next Tech possession and some defense on the other end give the bulldogs the win 59 to 57 yeah and i think lofton pulled down a a rebound in like traffic to really seal it with like three seconds left if i if i saw that correctly on my phone when i was able to pull the game up he would not be denied that rebound right right 
And yeah, I mean, you mentioned turnovers, Nathan. We had 20 turnovers in this game. I believe that was a season high. And I yes. think I saw Kane McGuire tweet something about it being the highest turnover like margin where we actually won the game or something like that. You're thinking of a tweet that I made. Oh, did you make that? I thought, <laughs> yes. I thought that was Kane McGuire. Wow, that must have been uh, a good tweet. It was the so Tech has only had 20 or more turnovers in a win three times now since joining Conference USA. The other two wins were over. Oh, Prairie View and uh, I don't remember the other one. Yeah, I'd have but to yeah, look, look at Twitter. I remember the tweet now. But yeah, so not very often you have 20 turnovers and then also find a way to win the game. So somebody, it wasn't a conference game and it definitely wasn't it was a conference Samford. tournament game. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, this seemed like a pretty ugly game. There's lots of turnovers, obviously, and Western Kentucky missing a bunch of shots, but it seemed like ultimately, you know, Lofton registered his 17th double-double of the season with 15 points and 12 rebounds. Keeson Willis scored 17, uh, hit five three-pointers, and at this point, he tied the second most three-pointers in school, in a season in school history. And then you also had, uh, you know, shout out to David Green coming off the bench and scoring 10 points. So, you know, getting some depth scoring when you're only scoring 59 points is pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, this was a nail biter down to the last minute. Uh, There's some good celebration gifs or gifs or whatever you want to call them about how the team reacted in this game. I don't know. Moving forward from this point, though, they look they struggled a bit against Marshall. They struggled a bit against Western Kentucky. Next up would be North Texas, which would be the next morning, by the way. Yeah. I'm I'm not feeling the greatest about our odds against the Mean Green because we just plain struggled. Yep, and and you were right because let's let's look at some numbers here. Tech shot 28.6% from the field, 27.8% from 3, had 14 turnovers and only caused well they caused 13 turnovers, so that's nice, but would you believe it? They won this game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 28.6% from the field shooting. Yeah, 14 for 49 from the field. Yikes. This was a gross game yeah. against North Texas on I, Friday morning. Yep. I was there and it, it was indeed gross. I felt I felt dirty. Soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> Put on the soundboard. Yeah, this game starts with what we've known we'll see at some point during this tournament, and that's a slow start from the Bulldogs. Granted, North Texas doesn't start off that much hotter, and neither team ever gets really all that hot. But the Bulldogs don't make their first points (laughs) until less than 16 minutes left in the first half. They have two points now. They don't get up to four until less than nine minutes left in the first half. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, it was 10 to 2. Yeah, it was 10 to 2, and then it became 10 to 4. This game is fucking bonkers. Like, I forgot that we were down 10 to 2. Yeah. Because of what the score was at halftime. And then over the next 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 minutes, including 2 minutes into the second half, Tech technically goes on a 24 to 3 run to make it 26 to 13 Bulldogs early in the second half. The tide switches pretty quickly, but at the same time, you're only up 13 points. But so few points have been scored, you may be able to end end it right there, not score any more for the entire rest of the second I mean, half. And it, it doesn't win you this game, but it gets you very close to winning this game. North Texas shot 18% in the first half. Good 18%. Five now, do you think you can shoot 18%? No. I think what, if, can shoot what if no one 8%. was defending you? 
Uh, well, I'd have to overcome myself. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and stick with my original answer. <laughs> oh, man. 18%, 18% from athletes who are expected to be substantially better. Pretty shocking. Yeah. I, I mean, and on top of that, I mean, Tech shot 33%. And we were pretty frustrated because at least in the first half and the kind of the first 10 minutes of the second half tech like didn't want to drive the lane and i know that north texas is very very good on defense right they're a top 20 defense in the country but north texas was driving the lane in the second half and getting some fouls called so it was like all right well why don't we at least try to drive the lane and maybe they'll call fouls on this side too and we just weren't doing it and you know we shot we shot an abysmal 28 percent in this game and you know, it felt like at some point North Texas might, you know, Tyler Perry might come out and, and hit some shots. But, you know, ultimately it, it was just a kind of a weird game on both sides. I think this was the lowest scoring game of the season, like in all of college basketball. Just just hideous to watch. So it was 26 to 13 with 18 left in the second half after yeah. that that huge run. I mentioned it felt like they may not have to make another basket for the rest of the game because of how few points were being scored. And that's almost true. Only four more field goals made by the Bulldogs in the last 18 minutes of the game. Uh, Oh, no. Um, I'm I'm just ripping this off from K. McGuire, by the way, right here. But the Mean Green uh, put together two separate runs of six to nothing and eight to nothing. And still, (laughs) the Bulldogs won this game. I feel like that has to be said after every sentence in here. Right. This happened. But still, Tech won this game. Uh, and North Texas got back into it, too. After those runs, they were down by three with around two minutes left, North Texas was. But again, some clutch free throw shooting, a few defensive stops. Kobe Williams playing out oh, of his mind oh my on God. defense. Kobe, in this game and in the previous game against yeah. Western Kentucky, he was, he was, char- he was uh, guarding Davion McKnight. And Davion McKnight scored some points. He scored 20 points for Western, but... I mean, just a phenomenal job by Kobe Williams, especially in this game against Tyler Perry. He he said after the game, so with two minutes left, you know, North Texas is down three, and then they foul Junior, and Junior hits two free throws. So we're up 37 to 32 with 49 seconds left. You absolutely know who's getting the ball. There's less than one minute left in the game. You know what they're going to do. They run a play, isolate Tyler Perry in the corner, and Tyler Perry is going to take that three-pointer. He did the, They ran the exact same play in Ruston against us, and that was the three that Tyler Perry missed against us with like 10 yeah. seconds left. Now, Kobe said after the game, I knew exactly what they were going to do, and I was going to stop it. <laughs> and so Kobe closed out on Tyler Perry in the corner and blocks the shot at the point of release and um, Lofton pulls down the rebound, or it's not even really a rebound because it was a block, but Lofton pulls down the rebound, g- kicks it out to Archibald on the run, and Archibald gets fouled. So, yeah, I mean, just just great, great play by Kobe Williams there to really seal this victory because I just, Tyler Perry had, I think, hit one or two field goals maybe in the game at that point, but I just knew that was going in if if Kobe didn't block it, you know? And then we're yeah. talking about a two point ball game with uh, with 30 seconds left. And yeah, craziness that, again, tech won this game somehow. Yeah. And by doing so, 
they moved forward into the finals. Yeah, Matt, did you have any thoughts about the North Texas game? Uh, we didn't really. It was one of the most disgusting games I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, at one sure. point it looked it looked much more like a like a football game score. Yeah, twenty one to rough. thirteen at half. Yeah, pretty rough, and I uh, they won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they. I guess so. I mean, they they did get to play the next day, so I guess we we did we did technically win that game. Yes. Yeah, but after the ugliest game, yeah, in college basketball history, we have one of the greatest come from behind victories in a least conference USA 2022 conference tournament history. Yeah, uh, I'll keep adding on. Uh, <laughs> just keep qualifying it, and yeah. eventually it'll be true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, this game was it was the first time i have seen uh the texters i think since i graduated i don't think i've seen a texters game in person um since graduation back in 2013 but my god i wanted to rip my hair out the first three quarters of this game it was i I mean mtsu they took 10 three-point shots in the first quarter and only three two-point shots (laughs) and they hit six of their three-point attempts you know, then you go to the second quarter. They took eight three-point shots and only four two-point shots. Okay, third quarter, they take 12 three-point shots and, and seven. So we're getting closer at least. And I, I mean, the texters were just leaving them wide open to take threes. We we're playing zone defense the first three quarters. And MTSU, I mean, sure, they missed some shots, but they shot 60% and then 50% from three in the first two quarters. And it was just like, what the hell is going on here? Like, why are we not changing what we're doing to stop them from getting wide open looks? Uh, turns out the the coach who's paid, you know, a lot of money to coach the team knows uh, how to coach the team. And in the fourth quarter, she decided to make some changes. Yeah. And so it, going into that fourth quarter, Tech had been outscored by 10 in the first quarter, by three in the second quarter. The third quarter, they actually outscored Middle Tennessee by two. So the, the tide was starting to change. Uh, Middle Tennessee was starting to slow down a little bit from three, like you mentioned, going quarter by quarter like that. But it took an insane offensive effort by the Lady Texters, plus uh, holding off Middle Tennessee from shooting those three-pointers where they only went, I believe it was... One for eight Yeah, in the, in the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to stymie their offense and keep them from being able to score a 9-0 run brought the lady texters within two with about six minutes to play and that's when it became oh they're they're actually in it this isn't a false run this isn't a like trimming a 15 point lead down to six just for it to explode back up to 25 or whatever they they came here to play yeah this it was so the fourth quarter i i can't even explain like you look, you know, you start the quarter down, uh, what, 11 points? Is that what we were down? Yeah, down 11, 57 to 46. Yeah. And, you know, all of a sudden, you you chip away, you chip away. MTSU goes really cold, but you're playing amazing defense. And then all of a sudden, you're you're within, you're within two with five, six minutes left. Okay, it's 59-57. And then, you know, you hit a rare three-pointer. Tech only attempted 10 three-pointers in this game. And hit five of them. Well, one of those comes with five eleven left, and you, you're down to a one point game. And then you know they they finally take the lead with two minutes left in the game. And then a- after that, I mean they just they just completely took the game over. I mean it's so they take the lead sixty six to sixty five with two o three left on a jumper by Walker. And then Walker gets fouled at the other end, hits her two free throws. 
Roberson gets fouled, hits her two, three free throws. Then, uh, she, how does she? Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause one of their players fouled or fouled out because of two technicals or two flagrants rather, uh, throwing, throwing elbows. Yeah. But you know, so at two Oh three, we took the lead for the first time. And by the time there's 45 seconds left in the game, we're up by nine points. Um, and it's like pretty much over, which was kind of crazy. Just a complete domination in the fourth quarter. Tech scored 34 points. Honestly, like I said, that Coach Store swapped from zone defense to man defense at MTSU. I said this on our bonus pod on Friday, our emergency pod. MTSU fell apart. They did not know how to react. They Even when they were still winning by eight points, like Tech switched to man defense and they were panicking. Like they, they were trying... You know, Tech was just playing such sound defense that MTSU couldn't figure out where to go with the ball. You know, they're trapping the player with the ball. They're doubling people. Like, it came out of nowhere. And in the crowd, I was just as, like, flabbergasted by it as MTSU was. So it, it's, it felt like a coaching thing. It just felt like Brooks Stower completely outcoached Middle Tennessee in those final few minutes. We were giving them looks they hadn't seen, like, like you mentioned a few times yeah. and I mentioned on the last episode as well. It just, everything changed, and I can't do anything but give credit to coaching for saying, hey, look, we need to try something. Let's try this, and it working, and sometimes you get lucky like that, or maybe that was the plan all along, and luck had nothing to do with it, but this was just so exciting, and to listen to on the radio or on the TV, because I had to alternate between the two, the crowd get into it. Um, yeah. we've, we've listened or watched clips of some texters games throughout this year and, and previous couple of years. And the crowd has been non-existent because partly the team has not been the greatest, but to hear the crowd get into a lady texters game again was beautiful to listen to. Yeah. That fourth quarter was, was really awesome to be a part of, you know, like I said, this is the first time I've seen a texters game in a while, but to get to watch Keanu Walker and Anilar Roberson play like they're they're so good they're ri- like Anilar Roberson has the this silky shot that you're just like you know people around me in the crowd who aren't as superstitious as I am are sitting here like right when right when she releases the ball they're like buckets and then it goes in right it's like a swish every time basically and she had some trouble um against Charlotte Saturday but you know just it seems like everything she was shooting, especially in this fourth quarter, was going in and, you know, get getting to watch her. She had 23 points and nine rebounds. Walker had 24 points and and six rebounds. And then part of the problem with the Texters this year is that they haven't had scoring from other players. And you had two other players in double digits in this game um, in Bates and Brandon. So, yeah, I mean, this this was just a lot of fun. And I think going into this game, I was even less confident about the Texters chances as I was about the the Bulldogs chances in the morning game against North Texas. So, you know, to just have this happen and, and set up two championship opportunities on Saturday was really special. Yeah. And then I know, Evan, you and I were on that emergency podcast and kind of gave our predictions about how we felt like the day would do. And then no, I know, Matt, you tweeted a particular string of words uh, saying what would happen if Tech won both of their games on uh-huh. Saturday. How were you feeling going into that? Did you think you may actually have to abide by your tweet? No, not once. Uh, the Texters' run to the championship was really, really inspiring to watch. No one thought that they would make it that far. I'm still really pleased with their run. I don't really have anything negative to say about the Lady Texters. I'm disappointed they lost, yeah. but they weren't even supposed to be there. So it's it's kind of hard to, I don't know, 
really take out any frustration on the lady texters. Uh, but your question was, did I ever think I was going to have to actually go through with it? No, I knew better. I knew the texters weren't going to win. And I absolutely 100% knew there was no way the Bulldogs were going to win. So I, I knew I was never, I mean, first of all, I was never going to do it anyway. Uh, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to, I mean, I'm not going to commit a felony uh, just for the lulls. So no. easy for you to I, say now. Well, I'm not going to obtain PCP. Uh, I'm not, it's not something I'm going to do. I, I knew tech was, I knew neither team was going to win because that's the way it's always been. They don't win big games ever. They don't win the most important games ever. Not since I've been a fan. Losing one of your best players sucks. Might be we might be talking we might be talking about going to the tournament, the big tournament right now. If we don't lose one of our best players at the start of the season, we were a game I, away from it. <laughs> yeah, we, right. And we were within three points with you know two minutes left in the in that game. Um, right. So it would have been maybe we're very different- close. So having another all conference level player on our team, yeah, would have would have made things different this whole season, I think. But maybe uh, I feel pretty good about next year. But we're not talking about next year. We're talking about what has become a, an habitual offense by the basketball team uh, in recent years. Someone tweeted out, uh, "It must suck for WKU to have missed out on the tournament for nine straight years, but at least we're not La Tech who have missed out for thirty one straight years." Something like that, despite yep. having such despite having such good teams. I don't think this was anywhere near as good a team as the team that made it all the way to the championship, what, seven or eight years ago? The one that also lost to UAB in Birmingham, the championship game? Was that the championship game? I or think that was semifinal. semifinal. Whatever it was. We so, lost to Tulsa in the championship game in El Paso in 2013. Gotcha. That was the first uh, year in CUSA, yeah. I think, right? Or 2013-14, so yeah, first year in CUSA. Yeah. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed because this happens all the time, and I, I said this in the chat. It further drives the nonsensical narrative that La Tech just, it just isn't, that this is the reason why they were passed over for AAC or Sunbelt, which is hysterical, uh, because, because they don't win conference titles, because they're just, they're always punching above their weight and blah, 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 blah. So it further, it further drives the people that want to continue that narrative to write more of that crap that, Tech just isn't good enough. Well, obviously, everyone listening to the show already knows that we lost both of the championship games. We've already mentioned it. But going into championship Saturday, you you were not you did not have a positive outlook. Me? No, not at all. Yeah. Nathan and I both put our thoughts out on air. Uh, we we both said that Tech would win both games. Uh, <laughs> in the early you know. game, it looked like things oh, yeah. were going the right direction. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah, started off uh, in the first quarter up 12 to 3 <laughs> over Charlotte. Yeah. It looked really yeah. good at first. Uh, Charlotte but... could not do anything right. Tech was playing. It, it, we picked up right where we left off defensively um, from that fourth quarter against MTSU. You know, only allowed one made free throw with two minutes left. I mean, they didn't score till 232 left in the first quarter. So they didn't score for seven and a half minutes. They didn't score a bucket from the field until 54 seconds left in the quarter. Unfortunately, though, Tech wasn't really able to take advantage of that by scoring. Uh, they missed some pretty open looks, you know, only shot five for 11 from the field themselves, including 0 for 2 from 3. But Tech's not really a three-point shooting team, and that was something that was driving us crazy. You know, Anwar Roberson, who I just finished praising her amazing shot that is like silky smooth, she would be, you know how like when Lofton gets the ball at the top of the key, people will just like kind of leave him you know, leave him be. And 
it's because he's just looking to pass it off to Archibald or Kobe to set up whatever play. Yeah. Um, well, Anna Roberson plays that same role on the women's team. Like she'll be up at the top of the key, just like waiting to pass it off. And there's no one around her. And it's like, just, just shoot. Like just, <laughs> you have a great shot. Like just, no one's gonna, you know, they're not respecting you, but then occasionally she would take a dribble and step one foot inside the line and take the shot and nail it. And it's like, uh, why, why not just take the three, you know? But anyway, that, that first quarter, it felt great. It felt like, oh man, like our defense came to play Charlotte's, you know, Charlotte's great players aren't having an impact at all. Char- we talked about it on Friday night, but Octavia Jet Wilson was the player of the year in conference. And uh, unfortunately she would show us why in the second half, but uh, first quarter, everything looked great. Yeah. Second quarter started to see some cracks in the foundation. Uh, teams ended up scoring the same amount of points in the second quarter at 16. So the lead is still at nine for the lady texters at halftime. The third quarter is where things really start to fall apart. Louisiana Tech scores 10 points. Meanwhile, Charlotte scores 19 points. Yeah, That's so tied. Yeah. Tie game going into the fourth quarter. And in fact, actually, Charlotte takes a lead with one minute and 20 seconds left in that third quarter and then goes back to a tie at 38. Yeah. And I don't have the exact like breakdown of um, Octavia Jet Wilson's scoring, but she really started to turn it on with Charlotte down nine points at halftime. I mean, she comes out. She she just started to score a lot. You know, I'm I'm trying to add it up here in my head, but... I mean, she had a steal and about maybe 11 or 12 points in the third quarter alone. Yeah. And Charlotte starts to run away with this one. It feels like it went from a back and forth. It felt like the 49ers just, okay, it's theirs to lose now. But the lay texters didn't give up. I mean, it's a championship game. You shouldn't give up. And they actually cut that lead that Charlotte builds down to two or three, excuse me. A one-possession lead for Charlotte, 65-62, to 62, with just under 30 seconds left after uh, Sant hits two free throws. But Charlotte's able to hit the free throws on their end of the court after the quick fouls, and that's basically what does it in, is their free throw shooting for Charlotte. And the Lady Texters fall in the championship game to the Charlotte 49ers, 68-63. Yeah, and I mean, it, it really sucked because, you know, it... <laughs> it felt like all we needed was another fourth quarter like we had against middle Tennessee. And that just wasn't what happened. And, you know, Charlotte is, I think far and away the best team in the conference this year, they went 15 and three in the regular season and they had the best player in the conference on their team. And she scored 31 points, you know, and you just like Walker scored 23 and had four rebounds. Roberson puts up a double double with 17 and 11. You know, if you, if you're going to have, a player on the other side going off for 31 points, uh, most of which are in the second half. It's going to be hard to, to win when you're, when you can't stop their best player, you know? Yeah. And so again, the Texas lose this one, but we just mentioned a second ago with the men's team and everyone who could be, or should be coming back. Both Keanu Walker and NLR Roberson are both underclassmen. Neither are a senior. So this team that defied expectations to get to this championship game you, there, you might expect to see them back here next year. Yeah, there are two seniors on this team, and one is Gabby Green, and one is Jadona Davis. I mean, they 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 didn't really play. I think Jadona Davis got into the game at one point. Jadona Davis averaging five point six minutes per game. Uh, Gabby Green 
Meanwhile, she I don't even have, see on here. So I think she's the transfer from Pittsburgh who got hurt. Actually, okay. I th- okay. So she may come back then. Yeah, because I don't see any stats recorded from her this year. You know, it it hurt to lose this game, but at the same time, like you said, Matt earlier, like with the texters, even a month ago, if we had yeah. gotten the first, if if you told me we were going to get the first seed in the West, I'd be like, really, this team, like this inconsistent ass team and you know to go on a six game winning streak to end up in the one seed and then in the championship game is just really promising and you've got this core coming back with uh you know your your big two if you will in walker and roberson and then if they can add some more pieces and also you know some of these younger players like um like brandon and bates can can keep developing right i mean there's no reason that the texters can't be back as as a potential one seed next year from the west yeah so all right one down but one. hold on before we before we move past the texters they also have announced the field for the WNIT right. uh, they haven't put out the bracket yet when we're recording this on uh Sunday night but the texters are in uh they received the auto bid for conference USA the WNIT is a 64 team bracket so I did oh. not know that, but yeah, it is. So they'll be in that and we'll find out where they'll play, who they'll play tomorrow at 1 p.m. Central. So by the time this comes out, uh, we'll know. And so just check our Twitter. We'll we'll be uh, following the textures and hopefully it's somewhere local and I can go because I would love to see the textures again this year. Yeah. Meanwhile, for the men facing off against UAB in the final <laughs> game later that afternoon, things did not go even as well as they did for the Texters at times, I don't think. The last two games, the Bulldogs had really relied on Keiston Willis and the three-point ball, something that didn't happen at all in this game. Tech shot 14% from beyond the arc here. Uh, but this game was closer than it probably should have been at times. I mean, that's to me, that's the main reason that we lost, is that we shot 14% from three-point. The fact that this game was as close as it was towards the end just shows uh, to me two things, the pure will of uh, Kenneth Lofton jr. To score points when fouls aren't getting called um, when he's getting fouled clearly. And um, the second thing is the amazing defense that kind of came out of nowhere with, you know, with like five minutes left in the game, but we'll get there. I'm assuming Nathan, you're yeah. going to go through things. I'll go through it a little more briefly than in the past. Cause we've just talked about so many games already. Uh, it really, a lot of the issue also came down to foul trouble in this one. In the second half, there were four different Bulldogs, including a junior that had two fouls going into halftime. But UAB was in control of this the entire first half. Uh, the dogs were down about five with five minutes to go. And then UAB went on a 14 to nothing run over the next three minutes. It took them three minutes to score 14 more points. And all of a sudden, the Blazers were up by 19. Uh, Tech responded with a little mini run of their own, scoring nine unopposed points uh, to get the Bulldogs within 10 at halftime, 43 to 33 going into the locker room. Man, we were excited about that last play, the Kenneth Lofton Jr. dunk. It's a three-on-one breakaway, fast break down the court, and I believe it was Keiston who dished it to Jr. to dunk it kind of at the buzzer. And man, we went 
wild. I'm pretty sure there's a picture of me going wild on, <laughs> on Wattexports.com's photo gallery of the game that I've just tweeted out. But yeah, it, it was very exciting to end the half, even though we're down nine, you know, it, it felt like finally we were doing something, you know? Yeah. And coming out of halftime, we put Junior to even more work, eight straight points to cut that deficit, even into single digits. The Bulldogs are really rallying here. But then Michael Ertl has to do Michael Ertl things. It's two three-pointers, yep. and UAB is back on their lead again, 57-41 uh, to 41 now, 16, a 16-point 16 lead for the Blazers with 13 minutes left. Yeah, it felt like every time we every time we did something in the first half to maybe wake up, it felt like Jelly Walker hit a big shot. And every time we did something big at the in the third quarter, if you will, right, the first 10 minutes of the second half, Michael Ertl was right there to just hit a fucking desperation three at the buzzer, the shot clock buzzer. Yeah. And God damn it. I, I don't know. I don't think he's a senior or anything, but or is Michael Ertl might be a senior. Can he just leave? I don't I don't want to see him again. Please just leave. Yeah. Michael Ertl is a senior. So, yeah. Uh, OK, please, good. Please leave. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad we never have to play him again. Uh, Jelly Walker, on the other hand, in the second half, I thought you know, Tech did a really great job on him, and it was Kobe Williams again who did a really great job on him. I mean, he hits one field goal in the second half, and he only scored, uh, he scored nine points in the second half, but six of those were on free throws kind of when we were, you know, at the end of the game and having to force free throws to try to stay alive. Yeah, but Tech actually gets in, back into this after being down that 16-point deficit mm-hmm. uh, with some superior defense for, forcing a bunch of turnovers and actually makes it a one possession game late uh, after a yeah. layup and and one play by Lofton to make the score 73 to 70 with two minutes left. Yeah, I mean, in a span of about two minutes of game time, there was a three second violation on Jemison. There was a 10 second backcourt violation and there was a five second violation for not passing the ball in in time. And Tech's full court press defense was like. I mean, think of the best full court press that we've seen, like with Speedy Smith running the show. That's the level that we were playing at. And it was like, we're not we're not going to go quietly. We're down 10 points right now, but we want to get back into this game. We want this to be a game. And like you said, Nathan, pulled to within three, you know, a little bit of a, a 5-0 run to pull to within 73-70 with two minutes left. So the Bulldogs are, are driving now two minutes left again, down by three. UAB gets held down pretty well by this defense, that full court press, everything else that's going on. They only make one field goal in the last four-ish minutes of this game. But the issue is that when you're playing from behind, at points you have to foul. Well, and and we're talking about how great the defense was down the stretch. You mentioned the one field goal they made. Uh, it's this KJ Buffin field goal. You know, the score's 75 to 70 right now, and Tech lays out the full court press again and um, has great defense going, but Lofton, for whatever reason, comes up to help on on Jelly Walker at about the half court line. Honestly, and they've got a two two man trap going. Whoever was supposed to cycle to KJ Buffin, the five who was in the game at that point, did not, and he was literally wide open under the goal, easy layup to take a seventy seven to seventy lead with one minute left, and that's kind of like. Okay, now we're in now we're in foul time, right? Like you're yeah. down seven with one minute left. You can't just if we had been down five, right, 
and got a stop on that possession, all right, it's a very it's it's still a, a winnable ball game if you go down and make a shot at the other end. Yeah. And but at the same time you're also trying to play catch up in a game where you go four of twenty eight from three. Yeah. And yeah. Whether or not these fouls are good fouls, whether or not UAB is cashing in on them more than they should, it was going to be a struggle to even make it a closer game later than what happened because of the poor three point shooting. Yeah. And I, I mean, just to wrap this game up, it's 77 to 70. Kobe comes down and hits a layup. Archibald fouls. Jelly Walker makes two shots. They're back up seven. Um, LaDamian Bradford comes in and gets or gets fouled on the offensive rebound after a missed three pointer by Keaston Willis. And he makes one of two to make it a six point game. But then, I mean, some more fouls, a missed three pointer by Archibald and a missed three pointer by Kobe. And the game's over 82 to 73 uh, is your final score. UAB wins um, the championship. And uh, we have learned now that unlike the texters, the men's team will not be competing in the NIT bracket. Meaning that unless the Vegas 16 wants to resurrect itself or tech <laughs> yeah. wants to play in the CBI or CIT, the season it, it, may be done for the Bulldogs. Yeah, I, I think the season's over. Um, and I say that because uh, Lofton just tweeted that it's time to get back to work. So I, I don't think they're going to be playing any more games. Um, well, maybe he has to get back to work to practice for the tournament. <laughs> yes. Maybe. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's... It's a frustrating way because it felt like UAB had the right answer at the right time, you know, in this game. And I don't think it's fair to to blame anything outside of the three-point shooting, right? I mean, UAB is a great team. They, they won the game fair and square, right? And it wasn't the refs. It wasn't the, you know, it wasn't any bad juju or anything. But you can't win a championship game shooting four for 28 from three. You just can't do it. Ugh. And uh, the fact that we like almost did right. And, and, and you could say the same thing about the quarterfinals. You can't win a tournament game when you have 20 turnovers, but we found a way Lofton pulled down the offensive rebound or the defensive rebound at the right time to seal the deal. Right. And in this yeah. game, we pulled within three and it felt like maybe we're going to do it. Maybe we're going to find, you know, two more three pointers and close this thing out, you know, win this game. But you know, we didn't we didn't shoot six for 28. We shot four for 28. We missed the last two three pointers we took. You know, if, if you even hit eight, which would be below our season average. Right. I mean, I don't know what our Nathan. Do you can you pull up our season average for 34 percent from three? Yeah. So even if you hit eight three pointers and you shoot 28 and a half percent from three rather than rather than 14 percent, you win this game. Right. That's 12 more points on the board. And they just couldn't do it, man. And it just really fucking sucks that this is probably one of our worst three point percentage uh, percentages of the year. Yeah, I I don't have anything really else to say about this game. I mean, I did check that three point shooting. It was the worst of the season. It's the worst in a conference game since 2019 when we played at Charlotte and went one for 23. Yeah, and in a game that we lost 55 to 40. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> we scored 73 points and we only made four three-pointers my god like, Junior Lofton is that good you know the kind of final word that i'll say is the fact that we made this a game even with that and being down 16 points you know halfway through the second half is a testament to how good this team can be and i hope that they you know come back 
even better next year with this core that we've still got. So, um, Matt, you do know, you want to refute that <laughs> with your uh, final thought? I'm just disappointed. Disappointed. Disappointed that I'm looking at the bigger picture here. Maybe not the the broader landscape of the trajectory this team's been on in the last nine, ten years. When I went to Tech, uh, the two years I was there, those teams were. It's not like Tech hasn't had a bad team since I've been following them. To not have a single conference championship, I think in almost ten years, is extremely disheartening. Especially when you've had such good teams, it's frustrating. And we talk about how great Lofton is. But it always seems like there's something that happens that despite having one of the best players in the, in the conference, you just still can't seal the deal. Uh, it's getting tiresome. I don't really care. It's I mean, past that. Yeah. Uh, not going to the turn, not going to the big tournament for thir- over 30 years, which, by the way, is longer than I've been alive. <laughs> yep. I was technically is, uh, alive for the first for the last time we were. In yeah. The well, well, there you, you go. Being just, born ruined it for us. <laughs> Just well, no. Yeah. Hey, it happened in my lifetime. What's wrong with you guys? Come on now. I'm I'm tired of this. It just sucks, and I realize that you can't win the conference every year. But Tech's problem is they never fucking win the conference ever. And it's I'm not gonna knock our players, even though Keystone Willis was absolutely abhorrent against UAB. I guess I did just knock him. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but pretty quick turn face. But he was awful. He was horrible. Uh, and he's been hot and cold all season. Despite the fact that he was only a few shots away from, I think, having one of the greatest, yep. if not the greatest, three-point five, seasons in the history of the program. Five shots. Five three-pointers short going could've into used, the, the UAB game. Five, yep. Could have used those five against UAB. Kid was so hot and cold all season. Maybe he missed out of respect for the current <laughs> record holder. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So my, my big takeaway from this is, yes, Tech will be in the thick of it again next season. I'm super disappointed that they couldn't get it done while CUSA is still the CUSA it has been the last several years. And yes, I do realize the teams that are leaving uh, all lost on the first day of the the first round of the tournament. Exactly. Exactly. But it would have been really, really special to do it in what what has been Conference USA the last nine or ten years. Uh, That'll be small potatoes, of course, if they get it done next season because all the great teams are still going to be here. I'm just tired of seeing our team lose. I can't stand losing these conference title games and being hyped up as such a great team and not sealing the deal. Even if tech would have beaten UAB and gone to the big tournament, they would have gotten their asses completely kicked in the ground, but at least it would have been fun to say we had a conference championship and that's I mean, CUSA's won a bunch of, won a bunch of games in the tournament the past few this years, is, but this is tech we're talking about. Um, they would have gotten their asses chewed and spit out. But the last time that Tech won a conference championship game in basketball, uh, men's basketball, the American South Conference Tournament on March third, nineteen ninety one, we beat yeah. we beat UNO sixty one so, to fifty six. So none of us were alive. And then we <laughs> immediately lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament on March fifteenth. So I was alive for that uh, against wake forest the five seed um, yeah you were alive for the game but tech lost the game so you being born took away our ability to win games i I have well we've won plenty of games since i've been born just not in the tournament (laughs) i don't remember any of them now we also haven't played any games in the tournament other than this one so we're zero and one in my lifetime i guess you're right it's my fault this is emblematic of the problem i've had and i've bitched about this on another couple of podcast episodes is 
since I follow tech sports, since I started the first year I went there in 2012, tech has won zero conference championships except for, I believe, softball. That's yeah. it. Softball. And, and, and that's awesome. That's tremendous. I, that's fa- I mean, really, that, that's fantastic. We love our softball team. But it's not a sport that I avidly follow. Yeah, I have okay. some bad news about softball for you. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, there's my transition. The Lady Texas softball team started conference play this weekend against Florida Atlantic on the road in Boca Raton. Oh, no. Losing the first game 0-3, to three, mm. losing the second game 4-6, to six, uh, and getting swept by losing the third game 3-4. to four. Oh. Yeah, I, th- I believe uh, it was a walk-off loss today, too. Oh, which, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Just, okay, I just icing on the shit cake, yeah. right? I mean, just, I don't yeah, go just, any more into detail in baseball or softball this week just because of how much we've had to talk about basketball. Um, so let's just we were swept in that, softball. Let's go to baseball. And, yeah, baseball. Hooray. Yeah, more de- baseball is yeah. a sport. Uh, the game against ULL that we talked about last week got postponed because of weather. Wednesday at home against Southeastern, 13 to 1, the Bulldogs won. Then Houston yep. Baptist came to town this past weekend. First game Friday night, Tech won 22-2. Saturday, Tech won 12-3. And the day that we're recording this on Sunday, Tech won 6-0. So 4-0 week from the Bulldog baseball yeah. team. Bats really started uh, started going this week. 20 hits on Friday night, <laughs> 14 hits on Saturday. Uh, I believe there were only seven hits today, but didn't need much more than that. Hits. Three games. Yeah. yeah. Pretty pretty good. That, I, and that's without even the Southeastern game, which I'm sure there were a lot of hits too. Yeah, that game that ended twenty two to two on Friday against Houston Baptist, the seventh inning alone had twelve runs scored. <laughs> Friday was a pretty good day. Yeah. Shout out shout out to my birthday for, you know, not disappointing. Unfortunately, Saturday was uh not not as good for tech, but hey, the baseball team still won. Yeah. Baseball school. Baseball school with no conference titles. Awesome. Well, let's bring it back down by going to this week's Tweet of the Week, which was funny at the time, and now it's just kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, This week's Tweet of the Week goes to at Hayden T. Hicks, or Hayden Hicks on Twitter, who's created some memes from us in the past that we've retweeted. Uh, This one is of the Pokemon anime, where uh, it's Jesse and James from Team Rocket. Jesse says, prepare for trouble with the lady texters over her face. And James says, and make a double with the Bulldog logo superimposed over his face. I guess both Charlotte and UAB were prepared for trouble, even if it was doubled. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Pain. It's just, it, it's just same old shit, same old song and dance. It's uh, just a colossal. I am waiting for the day where we can have a super celebratory fucking podcast and not a podcast talking about the same shit we always have to fucking talk about. I just want it once. Well, no, that's not true. I want it every single day. Yeah, <laughs> every day, every day. We win. We win the conference championship every day. So, just once that we can get have a podcast where we can call ourselves conference champions in something. I think it happened while softball during the softball season when they won. I I don't remember. I don't know how long that's been. They won in 2019, I think. So we were doing the podcast, weren't we? Yeah, we were. Did we start the podcast in the summer of 2019? Is that when it started? Our first episode was on on uh, July thirty first, twenty nineteen. Okay, so, so after, there you go. So, so no, comp- so really, it's our fault. Yeah. So that huh. about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please and Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G O T E C H P L S D N T D I E. 
or head to our blog where, well, now it's starting to head towards off-season, so maybe we'll have some more off-season-y kind of content going up on the blog, because that's when we, when we have fewer games to watch, we can yeah. <laughs> spend that time being more productive. Uh, that's probably not the best use of our productivity. But anyway, gtpdd.dog. And while you're there, you can get this month's shirt of the month. It's a rally train shirt, a ticket to ride the rally train. Uh, costs you 25 or $30, depending on your shirt size. You don't actually get to go on a train, although that would be kind of neat if it did, but that's not gotta how get it a works. Got to get a tie-in promotion with the Bulldogs on that. Yeah, or, or like uh, Norfolk Southern train lines or something. Uh, yeah, gtpdd.dog slash shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And go tech. Please don't die. Shot 14% from three point and. Come on, baby. You're up. You're up. Matt, your your baseball thing just came I through know. loud and clear. <laughs> okay, baby, gear up, gear up. Uh, yeah, someone should have told that to Keisha Willis in this game. <laughs>